Shed Some Light, episode 249, coming to you on a Thursday this week. Michael and Jack are back. Sorry we didn't get an episode out last week. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, We had previously talked about it around, well, about a month ago. I uh, came to the conclusion that I personally think that Halloween is the most overrated holiday. Question for you, is Thanksgiving potentially one of or the most underrated holiday? I think Halloween, or Halloween, Thanksgiving, especially in recent years, has just skyrocketed up my board of holidays. Okay, well, so here's my thing. I think I think Thanksgiving is properly rated, but it's it's properly rated based on how old you are. I think Thanksgiving gets better the older you get. I could agree with you on that because I really didn't think there was anything great about it for the majority of my childhood. Yeah. But like I said, recently, I would say in the last seven to ten years, Thanksgiving high. Thanksgiving is like, uh, it's like one of those times where you're like, hey, if you know, you know. You know? It's like if you get why Thanksgiving's awesome, you get it. And if you don't, you're never going to understand it. But Thanksgiving fucking rocks. It does. Sit there, football all day. It's it's also you know what's you know what's made it so much better. College basketball, because Thanksgiving is right around the time that they're doing like all the like beginning of the season tournaments. So it's like the battle for Atlantis or whatever, and so it's like it's actually like good college basketball. Whereas like in previous years, it was like, oh yeah, it's Duke versus like unc greensboro and like who gives a fuck about this and now it's actually like oh it's like kansas versus north carolina in this game like this is sick well you know what else too is the the fact that it's always on a thursday Mm -hmm. it's the friday off it's just like a built-in long weekend where like christmas falls on a different day every year so it's like christmas is a monday this year right which is nice so then like are you taking off like tuesday well you want to hear the biggest kick in the nuts i worked friday Black Friday? Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, that was a giant kick in the nuts. Gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, you know? Make that money. <laughs> also wanted... What was that? I just yeeted. Oh. Also wanted to uh, welcome everyone back to Mother Nature Cooler Season. Put your beers outside, folks. Yes, dude. That's <laughs> elite. We have officially entered that territory. Love that. I'm practicing right now. Yeah. Got a case out there. Got a case out there. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Let him chill. So, with that being said, welcome to a new episode. Let's get into some sports talk. I mean, starting with Notre Dame. Do you want to start with the recap of the game or everything that's going on? Well, I guess we should should recap the last two. Notre Dame finishes the regular season 9-3 with wins over Wake Forest and Stanford. Uh, Wake Forest final home game senior day. Playing I Will Always Love You with Sam Hartman on the Jumbotron was just another elite move by Notre Dame's uh, game day media staff that had Dave Clausen, the Wake Forest coach, up in arms, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that was a wild quote by him. Yeah. That like that's that's like one of those ones where like uh this will be a good one. Because it'll relate to the whole "I will always love you" and, and the quote that he had, where it was like, "You don't, you didn't really love somebody, you know." We had them. That's the quote that, like, 
when you're in an argument with your significant other and they like kind of have you dead to rights and you try to turn it around on them and you're just throwing like the last lifeline <laughs> out there you're like fucking well yeah but you also did that. and you're like ah this is not gonna end up well but like i have to say it to get it off my chest anyways it's like yeah like you know that's just like uh like i'm not mad no i'm not mad it's like i don't know man kind of seems kind of seems like you're mad yeah because guess what we love sam hartman we do. But he might not have been a better quarterback than Jack Cohen. Still disagree with <laughs> on that. Uh, Notre Dame also took care of business against Stanford. The Audrey Estime game. Yeah, Aud- so that can roll right into a quick little conversation of Audrey Estime not being a top 10 finalist for the Doak Walker Award. I don't really understand that. How, like, how did... How? For those who don't know, the Doak Walker Award is for the best college running back. Like, I'm uh, not even to be in the top 10? Yeah, that's like the one thing where, like, you know, I know I'm biased. I genuinely think he is the best running back in college football. If he didn't win that award, I'd be like, damn, that sucks. But it is what it is. Like, there are other great running backs in college football for sure. To not be in the top 10 is absolutely ridiculous. He was pissed about it too. You could tell on his social media. Oh, he said it. He and was then, like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do so." He said it before the Stanford game. He was like, "I'm gonna put on a show tonight." I, was it his uh, after they announced the top ten? I think it was, it was either Twitter or Instagram that he just said bet. bet. And then he went off against Stanford. That was yeah. a career game. Finished it number like three, I think, in uh, Notre Dame single game. I think two. Rushing. I think two. It was That's twenty. He was twenty five yards off. Yeah, it was between it was Julius Jones and I want to say there was a guy from like the forties or something. Maybe doesn't count. Asterisk. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Audric, I was telling you the other day, the announcers had an all-time moment. Audric, it was like his like third or fourth touchdown of the day, and he it was like a twenty-yard run, and there was just a little bit of a pause, and then one of them was just like, they're just running the same play. Every time. And I was like, yeah, dude. And you fucking, you, they, Stanford knows it's coming, and they can't stop him. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's just that much of a horse. God bless him. I fucking, I love Audrey Gastame. He's one that I'll be very interested to see whether or not he plays in the bowl game. Yeah, because, like, all signs point to, like, he shouldn't play in the bowl game. But if there's anybody that, like, it would be like, fuck it, I'm playing my last game, it's probably him. Yeah. Yeah. As of right now, the the rumblings with a Notre Dame-LSU bowl matchup continue to gain steam. I mean, at this point, with everything that's happening with the transfer portal and everything, I, like, I, I'll take, like, I don't really care who we play, and I don't really care if we win. Like I obviously want, I want us to win. Yeah, but like, like half of our offense is gone. So yeah, lots of there's there's been some shakeups with Notre Dame and the transfer portal and even coaching changes. Um, but I do want to say, did I speak this into existence weeks ago with Riley Leonard and Notre Dame? Yeah, I still want Cam Ward, but. I, I I'm pretty sure I mentioned like when you when we when we originally said this probably two weeks ago. Yeah. Who do you think like Notre Dame should go after as a transfer portal quarterback? 
That was my first answer before there was even any word of him transferring. Dominoes fell. Mike Elko, the former Duke head coach, takes a position at Texas A&M. Check number one. Check number two, Wednesday evening. Riley Leonard officially answered, enters the transfer portal. And it's also weird. Didn't he say, like, uh, like I'm entering the transfer portal, but, like, don't message me? It was, like, part of his thing. He was, like, don't reach out or something like that. It was, like... It was something along those lines of like, hey, like I don't want to really like talk to anybody right now, which is a wild thing to be like, hey, by the way, guys, I would like to join another school, but don't fucking talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody, which is like, he seems kind of like a... He knows where he's going. Yeah. Um, where did I just read this? I haven't, I didn't see that part. I just saw that he entered. I didn't see his post or anything like that. Uh, source Duke quarterback riley leonard is officially in the transfer portal with a quote do not contact tag hmm. interesting which is kind of weird um multiple notre dame players also in the transfer portal portal as well you were we were talking about this before we started recording and like this is kind of just where college football is going with the rules that the NCAA put into place. I saw today, uh, twenty twenty three. There were, uh, or there, I don't know if this was looking this past off season or currently twenty point four percent of active players in the transfer portal. Yeah, it's one out of every five. I hate it because, like, I'll tell you why I hate it. It's like. I'm like, like I'm like bipolar with this team now, because like one second I'll see somebody leave and I'll be like fuck, 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 and then I'll see, scroll down two posts, it's like five star blank wide receiver in the transfer portal. I'm like, eh, dude, if we get him, that'd be sick though, right? <laughs> like, let's get him. And then it's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't want to be this like up and down, up and down, up and down. Every time I have to like look at this team, be like, oh, who fuck, who's next? I mean, in that sense, it's very professional-esque. Like, yes and no, though. Because, like, in the sense of, like, a professional, like, they have, like, a contract. So you know that they're going to be here till X time or they're going to, like, demand a trade. Yeah. Like, with the transfer portal, it, like, just pops up out of the blue. Like, the Chris Tyree in the transfer portal popped up out of nowhere for me. I was, like, shocked when that happened. I I think that, I mean, in my opinion— you should be able to transfer one time. You're in college for four years, three yeah. if you're really good. If you can't find a home for that short period of time, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't like the whole, like, you get one after you graduate. Like, you get, like, one free one while you're... Yeah. And then, like, if you want, you can transfer again after you graduate. It is what it is. The NCAA, like I said, is just run by morons, and they've created this world that we currently have to live in. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't, like, I can't even, like, begin to have, like, a thought on next year's team because it's like, uh, fuck it, I don't know who's going to be on next year's team. You don't even know who's going to be coaching yeah. positions on next year's team with the uh, departure of Chancey Stuckey, wide receivers coach. Yeah, so you sent me this big, long thing. I kind of skimmed it. Um would you like to explain it a little bit more in depth to me? Because I'll be honest with you, like you said, you told me that like that move had been like kind of a long time in the making. 
the more I think about it, the more it just doesn't really make sense to me. So from what I have heard and have been told, um, I mean, I think I think that Chancey Stuckey was a phenomenal recruiter. He crushed the recruiting game. Mm-hmm. And things coming out from behind the scenes show that he wasn't really the greatest coach. Okay. How so? Supposedly, what I have heard. Because, like, I'm I'm kind of comparing him to Dell Alexander as a coach. Yeah. Where, like, Dell Alexander just, like, didn't develop any talent. Correct. But also, Dell Alexander was there for, like, five years. Like, Chancey Stuckey was there for two. He had, what, one full recruiting class come in that yeah. was, like, his guys? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's tough for you to be, like, he can't develop talent well, what, when what the I, talent that he brought in was there for a year. The report that I read was that specifically in practice, he would be he's he was obviously in charge of the wide receiver room, and he would um, invite certain wide receivers to film sessions and blatantly oh. not tell other wide receivers about these sessions. Okay. And he would coach people to a different standard. If this person made a mistake, he would be just down their throat about it. But if that person, another person, made the exact same mistake, he would just kind of brush it under the rug and carry on. Okay, so I kind of have two thoughts about that. The whole film session thing, that one is like a... I, I I have no defending that. Yeah. The the whole coaching thing, obviously I wasn't there, so I don't understand how it happened. Right. And I think this might be a hot take. You shouldn't hold everybody to the same standard. You shouldn't hold everybody to the same standard, but you should coach everyone the same. If, if No, you shouldn't. If you're starting wide receiver and your th- third or fourth string wide receiver are making the same mistake... Both of them need to be coached and taught to not make that mistake. Just because the guy who's not playing does something wrong doesn't mean that you should be like, oh, forget about it because he's never going to be on the field. You're going to get to a point where that kid is going to need playing time and then he's not going to know what he's doing because he wasn't coached properly. Cracking it open right as a start. Uh, But I, I agree with that. To an extent, I do. I like. I'm. I'm fully a believer of. And I know I just said you shouldn't hold everybody to the same standard. There's a base standard that it's like it's pretty low that you should hold everybody to the same standard. You know, mm-hmm. to show up on time, give your best effort, shit like that. I don't think that you should coach everybody the same. Because some people don't respond the same right. to the same type of, like, coaching. Yeah. Like, there are people who, like, almost, like, need to be, like, screamed at. And that's fine. Because they need, like, the harsh, like, um, like, hey, you fucked up. This is what happens. There are other people who don't respond well to that. So, I think it's kind of finding your niche with those people. Um, and also, like... If a if Chris Tyree fucks up, and again, from from 
what I'm kind of getting to this is I almost, and you can correct me if I'm misinterpreting this, in in my vision, if Chris Tyree fucked up, Stucky would be like, whatever, dude, you'll fix it. If a freshman fucked up, he would like chew them out. That's the way that I looked at it. Yeah. I, I think it should be flipped. Mm-hmm. I think you have to demand excellence from the people that have been there the longest and give a little bit more leeway to the people that have been there the shortest. Not to segue off of this topic, but Tobias Merriweather transfer portal. Yeah, but I mean, we knew we kind of knew that already. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There was, there was another report that had he s- stuck around, the majority of the wide receiver room was hitting the portal. Really? Mm-hmm. That's shocking to me, too, because uh, Jaden Thomas and Rico Flores both tweeted like, man, I know. like dot, 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 after he got fired. I know. So there was, there was, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously not like part of the program. So there was clearly something going on. That I, I did like the fact that all of the incoming wide receivers were like, no, like I'm still locked in. Yeah. Like I, and that's kind of the whole thing with, we, we talked about it when Kelly left, where it was, you don't recruit for the coach, you recruit to Notre Dame. Yeah. You, you know, come you, to yeah. the school for a coach. Yeah. I'm not here to play for somebody. I'm here to play for Notre Dame. Um, so I guess my next question, maybe you don't know this. Who are you going after? Like what? Like I, we talked about it the other day. Like, you know, the dream of all dreams is Brian Hartline, but that's not going to fucking happen. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw the Texas A&M guy got let go. Elko's not bringing him back. Um, I personally would be. I mean, as you, as you said, Brian Hartline would be my number one target. Yeah, number that's... two, uh, Jamarcus Shepard. Who is? I think he's at Purdue. I'll, is he the wide receivers coach? Yeah, I'll fucking bring him in, and I'll bring that Purdue wide receiver in too. A package deal. Or um, what's his name? Holman Wiggins, I think. Let me do some quick checking here. Holman. Wiggins. Oh, oh yeah. Not going to get him. Why? Well, he was who I wanted them to get last year or last time that the coaching wide receiver position. Who's he? He's at Alabama. Well, yeah. Well, fuck it. uh, Also the uh, assistant head coach of offense. So I guess like co-offensive coordinator, maybe. Dude, okay, so that 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 right fucking there is what we need to do with Brian Harline. Just start making up fucking titles so that we can pay him a shit ton of money, and then fucking have him literally just be like the wide receivers coach. Hartline is not going to leave Ohio State though, unless Ryan Day gets fired. Brian Hartline number one, Jamarcus Shepard number two A, Holman Wiggins two B. After that, I would need to do some research on who else is out there. Fair. I, you, I wonder who Cincinnati's wide receivers coach is. Not anybody that I care about. I'll be honest with you. Well, fucking, you'll be the ultimate fucking drop my dick move by Marcus Freeman. Hmm. Go get the guy from LSU. That would be the biggest drop of the dick of all time. It's never going to happen. No. But like, 
It'd be sick. <coughs> I'm putting it out there right now. Uh, the court, uh, Riley Leonard's going to be at Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean that's that's inevitable. Do you think? Uh, do you think Steve transfers? One hundred percent. Yeah. Fuck. I told I told you that at the Wake Forest game. <laughs> yeah. That's before the transfer portal even opened. As much as, like, I said it on the other podcast. Like, I don't think he was ever good enough to be a starting quarterback. I have no ill will towards No, him. I love Steve. I just don't Steve Angeli's my Dane Dunning. He he was the last of the, like, um, old regime, like, don't really care that much about quarterback. I look at him and Drew Pine so similarly. Don't disrespect Drew Pine. Drew Pine was electric. Yeah, really good. But not, like, a power five really good starting quarterback sure sure drew pine can tear it up at arizona state or like a boston college a umass like something like that where it's like a smaller football's not the main priority there agree don't slander drew pine's name over here drew pine went like seven and two as a starter in Notre Dame. That's don't slander that name, baby. <laughs> don't you dare slander Drew Pine's name. But no, I I agree with that. Like I I definitely think if you bring in Riley Leonard, I think Steve transfers. Yeah. Here's, I might here's, get a custom peanut butter and jelly jersey. Here's what I think is going to be the Notre Dame future. You get Riley Leonard for a year. You get um, Kenny Minchie for a year. And then Carr takes over for like two to three. Uh, you forgetting about Deuce? And then and then Deuce, if if Carr's there for two to three, Deuce is gone immediately. So then Kenny Minchie's going to transfer too. Yeah, which so so like this is this is the dilemma here. Then if you bring in Riley Leonard, which again I'm fine with. Who gets the job after Riley Leonard? I don't have an answer for you, but this is the type of problem that you want to create. Oh, for sure. Where you have too many talented people at a position that players will inevitably have to transfer because they're too good not to play. Yeah, but then, so then this is like, again... I, and I brought it up on the last episode, then this is kind of like my still problem with bringing in a, a transfer quarterback. You're like, yeah, you know, if we get Riley Leonard for a year, then, you know, is it going to be Kenny Minchie or is it going to be C.J. Carr? And if it's C.J. Carr, then Kenny Minchie is going to transfer because he's too good to not play. So then, like, what's the point of bringing in a transfer quarterback? Like, eventually you're going to have to fucking trust the dudes that you brought in. Yeah, but also eventually like like look at look at um, vintage Alabama when they had uh Jalen Hurts, Tua and Mac Jones. They they had a team where that was one, two, three in their quarterback room. Sure. And like that's I would say that's the anomaly more than anything because Alabama quarterbacks like historically sucked in the NFL. So, like, they were basically just, like, a system quarterback, and then they brought in, like, the most talented wide receivers of all time. And they were just like, yeah, like, a fucking monkey could go back there and throw a jump ball to, you know, 
Devontae Smith or, like, anybody else that's fucking insanely good there, and it's going to work. Yeah. You know? Where, like, I feel like it's like a Notre Dame, you're almost like the opposite. Like, you're relying on your quarterback to make all the decisions. And I think at some point it's like we talked about it on the last time we recorded where it's like it's the never-ending circle of, like, you want these kids to get experience, but you aren't going to play them so you're going to bring in a transfer quarterback which means they're not going to get experience but then the reason for you not playing them is because they don't have experience and it's like all right well fucking we're just going to go in a giant circle here it's a vicious cycle out there but you think about all the transfer quarterbacks baker transferred joe burrow transferred justin fields transferred jalen hurts transferred like these kids just are moving around i mean sure but i don't know also, like, all those people that you just listed, besides, like, Baker, went from, like, Ohio State to LSU, or, like, Ohio State to Georgia, or Georgia to Ohio State, or, you know, Alabama to Oklahoma. They didn't go from Duke to Notre Dame. Duke University. Duke, yeah, I'll take Cedric Highsmith as my quarterback, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speaking of quarterbacks, I wanted to give a shout-out well, kind of to this To Justin Fields, baby. Bear down. Sure. Not who I was going to say. Fuck uh, yeah, that's who I was going to say. Tommy DeVito and the DeVito family. Hey, <laughs> Jersey. Tommy Cutlets. Uh, their, their celebration of just like the Italian hand. I don't even know what else to call it, but like neither does neither, neither does Tommy DeVito. Did you see the press conference where he's talking about it? Uh-uh. So that they were talking about like, do a touchdown, and then he did this like he like it was almost like a high five, but he did the Italian hand to the guy, and they were like, they asked him about. It. He was like, yeah, you know, it's just like it's a vibe, and the guy was like, oh, is it like a high vibe? Like what's it called? And he was like, it doesn't have a name. It's just a, hey. and he it's literally said that. He was like, he was like, it's just a, hey. it's just like what they do. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't have a name. It's just a, hey, like, so good. It's it's every time, like, if you're listening to this right now, and I say Italian hand, and go, hey, and if you don't it, picture what I'm doing right now, like, it's the two fingers, it's your Pinch. pointer and your middle with the thumb, and then you just fucking shake it back and forth a little bit. Hey, come on, hey, you know what it is. <laughs> like, I don't. There's no name for it. It's just hey. Yeah, that dude's elite though. Great stuff. Uh, another NFL shout out that I wanted to give Scott Hansen. Uh, oh, for going zone. through the go through the Just alarm, announcing through an alarm Electric. in the studio. Great stuff. NFL Red Zone has become my favorite channel and worth uh, any sort of upgraded charges on your cable or however you watch. Yeah. So. Um. Bears win in Iowa style fashion. Yes, dude, that was the most Big Ten game of all Big Ten games. Twelve to ten, didn't score a touchdown. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, so this this was another one. If you watch that game, I get it. Fields fumbled twice at the end. I get that for sure. If you watch that game genuinely, and you were like Fields is the issue, you're a fucking moron. If I had a dollar for every time Luke Getzey called a goddamn screen pass. I'd be a millionaire. It, first and 10, third and 17, fourth and one. Didn't fucking matter. Screen pass, here it comes. And it wasn't even like, we're going to try and disguise the screen pass. It was like, we're going to line up fucking three wide receivers over there, and it's going to look like a screen pass, and guess what the fuck it's going to be? 
it's a screen pass, baby. And it didn't work at all. It was the uh, it was the anti-Audric Estime game plan. Oh, my God, dude. Stanford knew what was coming and couldn't stop it. And the Vikings knew what was coming and, and could stop it, it every all the time. time. All the time. Every time. And then, like, at first I was like, oh, maybe it's his thumb. Because, like, there, I was like, maybe he can't throw it down the field. Yeah. And then, like... The like all of his best plays were just him throwing it down the field, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! What the fuck are we calling?" Yeah, they they just he Getzy seems to blatantly call plays that do not accentuate Justin Fields' strengths. I've I you, go back to like the the first week of the NFL. I said it then, and I'll say it again now. They are trying to fit Justin Fields to a scheme, not fit the scheme to Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Sad. It's a waste of talent. He's going to go to another team and just tear it up. First of all, he's not going to go to another team because we're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Joe Alt, and we're going to be fucking awesome next year. I was watching the Michigan-Ohio State game at uh, B-Dubs, and there were multiple people that, like, every time Marvin Harrison would catch a ball, like, from, like, the opposite side of the ball or would just be like, Bear down, and I'll be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, whoever that is over there, like they get it too." That guy's coming to the Bears. That's who I fucking want. Give me Marvin Harrison Jr. Give me Joe Alt. Fucking let's ride. I think I'm gonna take um, the Iowa over half yes, point dude, in the got first it, half. Got it. If you're listening Michigan. to this and you're betting, you have to ride the over on that. Is it plus money? It's even. The last time I checked, it was even money. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take over half a point. Dude, that's God. I Although, fucking love Iowa. Riding with the under half a point be, for the first half would be. But a I, I also, I just can't root for Michigan that hard. No, no, no. I can't root for Michigan that hard. Like I have to bet the over. I would love nothing more if Iowa got the ball on the first drive and then just like kicked a forty-seven yard field. Oh, I was gonna say I want to sweat it out to like last drive of the half for like a fifty-six yarder from like midfield and just be like, oh, 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 oh there we go, the over. <laughs> Um, anything else sports-wise that you want to talk about? Um, I don't think you really follow, but, like, the in-season tournament in the NBA can fuck right off. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, neither do I. All I know is that the courts change. The courts change, and they suck. It looks like I'm on, like, mushrooms watching the game. Like, they're fucked. The, col- the colors are wild. I, I thought it was going to be, like... Kind of like instead of the all-star break, we're going to do this quick little in-season tournament. It's not. It just goes on all the time. It's just like random games. It's Wednesdays and Fridays, I guess. For for every game on a Wednesday or a Friday? I don't don't think so. That's the issue. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just random games. Because on whenever you look up a team's schedule, their schedule, like, graphic from the team itself will have just these little trophies next to the games and those are your in-season tournament games yeah i fucking i hate it i think it's a stupid like i i don't think it's gonna drive viewership at all i think that was like the reason behind doing it was like oh like we're gonna get some more like viewership no no, no. the reason behind doing it was so that players would take less days off because the games would quote have more meaning none of them give a fuck why don't you just drop like 10 to 15 games off the regular season? Or just like space them out a little bit more. Well, no. I mean, basketball already goes from like October to June. I don't give a fuck. In the NBA. I don't give a damn. 
Pepsi bottle. Pepsi bottle. Dude, Coca-Cola like in the glass. middle. Dude, in the middle of summer, it's like the most boring time because it's just baseball. To I, fucking push it, push the NBA season more into the summer. Well, then they're pretty much playing year round. Who gives a fuck? I watch. So I is watch, baseball. Uh, NBA basketball on Christmas Day and the finals. Yeah, pretty much. In the finals, I'm like give or take. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I watched like. Who was it? The Nuggets and who's the Heat? I think I it might, was the Nuggets and the Heat. Today, I watched today like Wednesday? two yeah, games. Wednesday. I might. I might throw on the NBA tonight. Oh, don't get too crazy. I might watch a late West Coast game after dinner. We'll see. Really tickle your fancy there. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> um. So I have, I have one story that I haven't told you. I've been saving this story. Okay. I don't have any dumb thoughts. So. Okay. So. Obviously, with this past week being Thanksgiving, Wednesday, I think it was, um, we were traveling, obviously, to get to our Thanksgiving destination on the highway, okay? And as you know, and probably most of our listeners know in the Midwest, when you're driving on the highway, it's just kind of like fields, you know, next to you. And sometimes these fields have fences, sometimes they don't. Somewhat beyond the point here, but it kind of helps with the story here. Um, we are driving along, like I said, Wednesday, a little bit before sunset on the highway, look over to my left and on just a random field fence post, I don't see any other signs of like, like, it's not like there was a house real close to there or like anything else. It was just kind of there. Um, a guy sitting on the fence post rocking a pair of jeans a bright like neon orange jacket a neon orange hat just waving two american flags the fuck yeah dude (laughs) god bless that fucking that guy rocks and he would he would just like kind of like point the flags at cars passing by and then he was just doing them over his head like this okay so like so you're on like the highway oh yeah so like how like the we just walk like you, you just pass this guy pretty quickly though right yep fuck yeah dude but like like i said like he was very uh hard to miss he's in ne- like hunting like neon orange. that's probably what it was he was hunting ripping a couple bush lights in the stand didn't see anything it's like fuck it i got some american flags in the back of my truck i'm just gonna go sit there i'll put a couple <laughs> bush lights in my pocket i'm just gonna rock some american flags the wednesday before thanksgiving and i respect the hell out of all I, of that i was laughing but then i was also just trying to figure out what was the point of that the fucking dude, he just loves America. Obviously. Sitting on a fence post. Just, yeah. Hanging out. I wish I didn't have a care like that. Like, that's <laughs> sick. I fucking envy that guy, like, if anything. Like, and, it, and it's not like... So, the flags that he were he was waving, it's not like the big size that you put outside. But it's also not like the house, tiny ones. It's not like the little tiny ones. They were, like, obviously decent size enough that I could see it across four lanes of the highway and tell that that's those were the types of flags that he had maybe he saw a ghost the ghost of america america <laughs> yeah i thought that was just sweet yeah that guy he gets it 
He gets it. That guy's living the life. Yeah. I'm jealous. I actually do have a uh, uh, question to ask you. Okay. Okay. So, if you walk into a room, mm-hmm. I'll give you your room in particular. Okay. Where the foot of the bed faces the door, or is the closest thing to the door. My f- The foot of my bed doesn't face the door. But it's like... If you walk into your room and you're, like, facing your bed, the first thing you're going to hit is the foot of your bed. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. If I told you to lay on the right side of your bed, mm-hmm. where are you going? The right side of the bed is the right side from standing at the foot of the bed. Thank you. Like, yeah. Like, you're, you're, standing- you're laying on, you're laying on, you walk in. I'm on that side. Yes. Thank you. You, you, that is the correct answer. I'm yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Someone's someone. You're looking at the bed from the headboard. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, fucking. That's exactly what I said. I was like, if you tell me to lay on the right side of the bed, I'm gonna walk into the room. I'm gonna look at the bed and I'm gonna lay on the right side. Yeah, your all your point of origin is the foot. Yes. I dude. I, I got in like a legit, not like a not like an actual argument, but I was like, this is the dumbest thing of all time. I was like, if you walk into a room and you should lay on the right side, I'm laying on, as I walk in, the right side of that room. This is the third thing. I forget the second thing, but the first thing was putting forks up in the yeah. dishwasher. Yep. Yep. You can't be doing that. We might have to have a sit-down chat. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, it was uh, referring to your mom okay, as somebody yeah. else's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my wow. mom. Sheesh. Okay. And I know you're gonna listen to this. Suck it. <laughs> they, by the way, this happened like three, four weeks ago, and I'm just remembering this now. So, when they listen to this, this is gonna be a revamped argument in about two days. Boom. Okay, well, that is where we are wrapping up Shed Some Light, episode 249. Hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week and weekend. We should be back sometime next week. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.